Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 97.1 FM Talk Podcast. The Annie Fry Show YouTube live chat poll of the day is sponsored by Ruler Foods. Low prices, no coupons. Ruler Foods. That is exactly what I needed to hear. Thank God someone here knows what they're talking about. That's a- Right, you need to take the time and get the full picture. Don't get me wrong, I love the ladies. I mean, they rev my engine, but they don't belong in the newsroom. It is Anchor Man, not Anchor Lady. This is the Annie Fry Show. Maria, get this. Uh, the area where we uh, have, have occupied this park in Eagle Pass, Texas, that we put up the razor wire, uh, there used to be 3,000 or 4,000 people crossing that area a day. Uh, for the past three days, we've averaged just three people crossing that area. The point is, if we put up resistance, we show that we can secure the border. Joe Biden should not be stopping that. Texas Governor Abbott talking about the success they're having with Operation Lone Star. That's a that's a that's a good name for for what they're doing in Texas right now to try to curb some of the flooding of people who are coming into that state and doing it on their own. At least the states are doing it on their own. Man, if you ever wanted to know what it looked like to be the United States of America, we're starting to see it a lot more now than we have in in the past when you have governors from red states. I, I would invite blue states. I would think that there would be some blue, blue states who would see the advantage of what these border states, red states, governors are doing right now because the blue states are the ones who are having the influx of the problems with the people being bussed into them. There is New York City, Chicago. We've seen it um, across the country where when you take a bus of people and you flood them in there, do you remember what the first images were? Do you remember what the first message was when all of a sudden these red state governors, Ron DeSantis included, said, you know what we're going to do? We're, we're going to send them to you. You said you said you wanted them. You haven't acted like this problem on our southern border has anything to do with you. We're going to make it your problem. They got to go somewhere. 
You think that they should just have to stay on those in those border areas? Because that's definitely not what these migrants are doing, because the federal government itself was shipping people across the country. I remember long before uh, Governor Abbott sent buses to New York City or Ron DeSantis sent buses to Martha's Vineyards or Plains or whatever. I remember long before that, Brad, do you remember when they were like in the dead of night, there were yes. migrants pulling into like yeah. no name places? Yeah, the, like the videos, the videos were at airports of small planes unloading migrants at like 3 a.m. at these little unknown airports. And the video you can tell is being shot from behind a fence where you can't get close and see what's going on. So it's like they were doing this secretly is is what you, the feeling you got from that. And I just remember all of that. I also remember whenever DeSantis and, and Abbott started doing this, I remember the the screams of human trafficking. They're trafficking people. Yeah. And it's like well, the Biden administration has been doing this for just months Just taking now. a page yeah. out of the book of the administration. And when the uh, administration, the Biden administration was doing this, they were sending them to Nowheresville. They were going to places that were not massive cities that had made a very, very bold political statement about wanting to provide sanctuary for people who needed a safe place to go. Governor J.B. Pritzker and uh, Mayor Johnson in Chicago, they have asked for this. They may not have realized that it would materialize in actual human people coming to take sanctuary in their city and in their state. They may not have thought that far ahead, or maybe they just thought, you know, we'll scratch, we'll scratch his back, they'll scratch ours, we'll, we'll, we'll be a sanctuary state. And yes, I do know that Governor Rauner is the one who sh- sent us down this ridiculous careening abyss, and that's why he got sent packing in the first 14 seconds of the election in 2018. He was toast and he deserved it. How do these blue cities and these blue states not look at what's going on with these red state governors coalescing around Governor Abbott and say, yeah, we're going to have to support it. I know we've had many conversations with Jim Carafano before where he says what you see versus what is actually talked about and discussed behind closed doors when there's no political capital to be spent on a guy like J.B. Pritzker or Mayor J- Johnson or uh, Governor Hochul, who's even said with these people who assaulted these officers last week, send them back. Especially if they're going to hurt our police officers, send them back. It shouldn't just have to be hurting our police officers. The system is not set up for people to come freeload. It's just not. Missouri's governor speaking on the issue. Our mission is to make sure the people of the United States are secure. And for me as Governor of Missouri, my job is to make sure that we secure and we take care of the people in this state. So tomorrow, we will start the process of working with the Operation Lone Star to be able to put boots on the ground and be able to help even more than what we already have. We currently have National Guard members in Texas, but we are currently going to do more to help Operation Lone Star. So Missouri is behind Texas, which is good because this is an issue for us all to to face. The idea that every state is a border state is 100 percent accurate. Fairmont City, I think it's eight minutes from where I'm sitting right now, has a welcome center. For immigrants who come here to be provided all sorts of, of different types of 
amenities. Where does that where is that funded from? It's funded from you. It's coming from you. Sometimes I feel like I'm preaching from the choir. I know that you know this stuff already, but I it is it is mind-boggling to see how stupid this administration thinks that we all are or more terrifyingly, how confident they are in their ability to win the next election, that none of these actions will have consequences at the ballot box. How can Joe Biden get away with this? How does the president of the United States, who signed 94 executive actions undoing Donald Trump's border policies in the first 100 days, 94 executive orders, which means give me the power. You got the power, man. You know it, man. Just say like that, and then I feel like speak his language. Come on, man. You know. You know what's up. The the power that Joe Biden is asking for is political power that hurts the Republicans. That's what he's asking for. That's the, the translation, and I know sometimes we need to translate a little bit more than others with this president, but what he wants is to put the pressure on the only place where Republicans have any semblance of power or authority in their representation of you in this government right now is in the House majority, which is Republicans, by like one vote, two votes. The Senate, that's a Democrat control. The uh, office of the executor, obviously, Joe Biden. He can veto. He can sign executive orders. He wants to put all of the pressure on the Republicans in the House. Smart political move. Don't have the time to play those types of games. If the president wants to fix this problem, he can undo what he undid in his first 100 days in office, undoing what Donald Trump did to protect our southern border. And Donald Trump needed to do more. And I think he was ready to do it. So Congress is coming together and they're supposed to put together this this uh, border bill. You would like to think it's a border bill, but it's something much bigger than that. Let's listen to Chad Pergram. When I look at this bill right now, there's this big consternation about 5,000 people a day being let in. Uh, basically, if you get into the nitty gritty, it essentially says, you know, you will shut down the border if they have such a, a high surge, a current pace like what we're experiencing now at the border. That would essentially shut it down. Um, so people are going to take and read and, and interpret certain things out of this that they want. Uh, again, the question in the Senate is whether or not it can get 60 votes. Chuck Schumer, in his statement tonight, says that uh, the overwhelming uh, majority of senators want to do so. They need at least 60 to get this going. Uh, but the problem is going to be in the House of Representatives. And don't forget that there's a number of liberals, both in the Senate and the House, that don't like this. And, John, you could see a cocktail of Democrats and Republicans teaming up at the polls on both sides to possibly torpedo this bill because they don't like it. It's it's that middle that's going to be very important if they're going to actually try to pass it. Rob Law, who's the director of Center of the Center for Homeland Security and Immigration at America First Policy Institute, is going to talk to us about this at 125. Uh, I hope to talk to him about what the bill has in it and how that does or does not help the actual problem that Americans are facing right now with their disrespected non-sovereign border. So we're going to get into the details more about this at 125. Brad, you were telling me about things that you see in this bill that are kind of freaking you out. And I told you to relax yeah. because it's not going anywhere. Well, yeah, the thing, well, it's not so much the stuff that's in the bills is what are they trying to do with this bill? So 5,000, but if you look at the bill, 5,000 
uh, illegal immigrants per day, a rolling average on seven days, I think is what it says. Something to that effect. Then it's a it, rolling average of if if we get to five thousand crossings, it shuts down the border completely. But it's over seven days. But it also yeah, it has to have that average. But when that border shuts down, quote unquote, it has to go. All everybody wanting to apply for asylum then has to go to a port of entry. Which, if you apply for asylum now, you have to go to a port of entry. You should have to go to a port of entry. So it doesn't actually close the border down. It just says, okay, everybody's automatically denied their asylum seeking, and uh, they have to go to a port of entry if they want it. But my concern is, is so at 4,000, it says that the president can do that. At 5,000, it's automatic on that rolling average. Does it cut the legs or hamstring the president from actually shutting it down before it reaches those numbers? I don't want that codified into law. And that is something that Democrats would absolutely do to keep their open board policies going. Yeah, the gamesmanship will be there entirely. Now, this is we're talking about the border bill. It's not just a border bill, though. I mean, they're, they're, what is it? Is it the smallest portion of the bill goes to our southern border? I believe so. Israel and Ukraine both included. Do you know that it's got $60 billion in there to Ukraine? Do you know that's bigger than the entire budget for the United States Marines? Hmm. That's frustrating. It's very frustrating. A little bit. Yeah. We're giving more to Ukraine than we're giving to the Marines. Now, I've had, I I listened to Brian Kilmeade, and Brian Kilmeade knows and boldly is an outlier on conservative voices who... Um, who do support the idea of funding in Ukraine. I think Jim Carfano has consistently said that the idea that we would string out Russia and deplete their resources and and provide an opportunity for that to happen without sacrificing American lives is an investment that that uh, he considers a, a valuable one. But you also have to make sure that you pay attention to where the money is going. And I think accountability is what the majority of American taxpayers are looking to see. I think there are a lot of people who just want to say absolutely no funding to Ukraine, absolutely no funding to Israel. Keep everything here, everything in inside these borders, um, a very isolationist approach. I'm personally not that person, but I'm also knowing my limits to not get out over my skis and pretend that I could say this is why this, that and the other thing. I, I, I know that strategic partnerships are important in an unstable world. I understand the value of not having to fight people who wish us harm with our own blood and knowing people who are serving. That is something that is close to my heart, near and dear to my heart. And I know many of you would say the same thing. But it's just, I mean, what I, I also ask myself, how do we possibly ask Ukraine to be accountable for the money that we're giving to Ukraine when we're not even accountable to the money we give ourselves? There's no, I mean, if you look at, in the House, Thomas Massey, in the Senate, Rand Paul. Yeah. They're like, look at all the crap we're spending our money on. Why are we doing this? And everyone's like, oh my gosh, that's ridiculous. And then we spend the money. Yeah. Well, do you remember during COVID, it was Thomas Massey said, no, we shouldn't do this because it's unaccountable and there will be so much fraud. You want to, there was one vote in the House against it. It was Thomas Massey. And then we get to the other side of that COVID relief and guess who was right? Yeah. Thomas Massey. Because he stood up for something, even when it wasn't popular. <sighs> Man, uh, $34 trillion in debt right now. That's our deficit here. And, or that's our debt. And it's growing. I saw uh, this weekend... 
on a Sunday show, Jerome Powell, the Fed chair, said that we are on an unsustainable economic path. We're going to ask Steve Moore about that at about 1.15 today. So you're going to want to stick around and hear what Steve Moore has to say about that. But when we come back, we're going to speak with Joe Concha. I'm excited to talk to him. Uh, always love his energy and uh, his straight to the point messaging on so much of what we're facing right now. If you join us on the Annie Fry YouTube channel, which we always invite you to do, the YouTube live chat poll, which issue will most greatly affect the outcome of the November 2024 election? The economy, immigration slash the border, that's one. Abortion, make sure we don't forget about that issue. You're like, Annie, who's talking about abortion? Well, if it's an election year, you better believe the left will be. Or there's something else. And if you want to drop a comment by on our live chat because I missed something and you think it's a big one, let us know what that one might be. Uh, let's listen to Sheepdog said the economy with immigration a very close second. We'll see. Come vote. Leave a comment. Joe Concha when we come back. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. all I can do. Just give me the power. I've asked for the very day I got in office. Give me the border patrol. Give me the people, give me the people, the judges. Give me the people who can stop this and make it work less. So there you have uh, President Biden. That's from a week or two ago. Give me the power. He's really angry. He's yelling. There's jet noise and everything. He's saying, give me the power. I need to do something with the border. And I'm just waiting on those silly Republicans in the House to give me the power. And uh, we're going to go to our friend Joe Concha to ask, what kind of power is it that we are waiting for the president to receive? Fox News contributor, uh, author of the book, Come On, Man, The Truth About Joe Biden's Terrible, Horrible, No Good, Very Bad Presidency. And I think there's another book coming out soon, too, Joe. Am I right on that? That's right. It's called Progressively Worse. Oh. Why Today's Democrats Ain't Your Daddy's Donkeys. Yeah. It's, I think that. We got to do something about that by November. I need you to be writing great positive books about the president, <laughs> although this guy keeps giving you the material. What kind of power is Joe Biden asking for there? Oh, I, I could give him 94 pieces of power. <laughs> They're called the executive orders and actions that he signed right after he went into office, reversing every Trump border policy and immigration policy that existed. And look, this Senate bill, any Republican senator that actually signs on to this, 
you are signing your death warrant, basically, as far as a career is concerned. Because to have a bill like this, Annie, and not have resumption of wall construction, to not resume remain Mm. in Mexico to not eviscerate catch and release. If those three things are not done, then everything else is BS. And don't tell me, well, you know, we'll be reducing the number of crossings from (laughs) 10,000 a day to 5,000 a day. Jay Johnson, who was a very capable Department of uh, Homeland Security secretary under Barack Obama, he has said that anything over 1,000 is a crisis. So we're going to settle for five? This isn't how it should work. Republicans should not sign on to this. And if the media continues this utter BS as far as, well, they're just blocking the bill because they don't want to fix the problem because they want an issue in November. No, it's a crappy bill. And that's why you block it. And that's why Donald Trump is leading the charge on this. And I think the American people, if they actually are paying attention, uh, would see that this is not going to solve anything, Annie. Yeah. Joe Concha speaking with us right now, Fox News contributor. I'm looking at this bill going, what is even the point of this exercise because the I guess Mitch McConnell had some to do with it and then the senator from Oklahoma but it isn't going to be something that the Republican Party can get behind because a the number one thing as you articulated it doesn't fix the problem and b politically that's a great way to get rid of any possibility for a Senate majority come November what is the point of what was put together here the point I guess was to it's the uh, well we will do something Right. We'll show we're doing something. It's so swamp like we'll say we'll, we'll we'll show that we can work together to pass a bill to make a horrible situation at the border. Not so horrible. And and we shouldn't settle for that in any way, shape or form. And, and I'm just the Senate Republicans that are negotiating on this. The, the three things I just listed, unless you're given those three or at least two of those three, then I, I walk away from the table. And, and that's the end of it, mm-hmm. because people will still blame Biden for the border because they see what's happened. This is Now, three years into this presidency, 10 million people have come into this country illegally. That's more than the total population of 41 states. I mean, think about that for a moment. So for Biden suddenly to say, give me the tools, I want to fix this. Uh, (laughs) No, no, no. You don't get to do that now, and it will cost you your your presidency. And by the way, Paul just out. Uh, Let's see. NBC News uh, has Biden as lowest approval rating at 37%, and Biden also trails... Trump as far as who could better fix the border. Uh, let's see, 57 to 22. Whew, man. All right. And if you, that's the number one issue, how do you win? You're, you've covered presidential elections. You you follow polls. How much do you make? I, I was kind of reflecting off of Iowa. The polls were pretty spot on in how Iowa ended up turning out. Yeah. Uh, it looked like New Hampshire was uh, on the whole pretty close to. Do you think that the polls going into November are something that voters can lean into to that actually reflect the electorate? All right, Annie, I want you, I want your <laughs> listeners to now call me Professor Concha, all right? Can do. Teach a little class here. It's a very simple uh, lesson on the itinerary. Now, here's the thing. Stop reporting national polls. Yes. They don't mean anything, right? Swing states. Swing states, exactly. So I want to know if Trump is leading in Georgia. And I'll just go through this Bloomberg Morning Console poll that, that just came out. Uh, how's he doing in Georgia? Uh, Trump plus eight. How's Trump doing in North Carolina? Trump plus 13. How's Trump doing in Nevada? Trump plus 11. How's Trump doing in Arizona? Trump plus 8. How's Trump doing in Michigan? Trump plus 10. How's Trump doing in Wisconsin? Trump plus 8. How's Trump doing in Pennsylvania? Plus 3. So, okay, even if Biden takes Pennsylvania, if Donald Trump wins all those other states, you are looking at a landslide, in essence. And even if he wins just a majority of those states, Georgia, Arizona, Nevada, Wisconsin, he is your next president. 
That's it. So everything else and all this analysis and, oh, look, Biden's up nationally by two points. Shut up. I don't care what people think in California, New York, and Illinois. I care what they think in those states I just listed, though, because they decide elections. Just ask Hillary Clinton. Amen. Amen to that. We're speaking with Joe Concha. Uh, his book that has been out for a while, Come On, Man, The Truth About Joe Biden's Terrible, Horrible, No Good, Very Bad Presidency. And as he mentioned, he has one coming out soon as well. Uh, I, some interesting parties coming out right now that are not really pu- politicians or politicos so much, but they've leaned in politically to comment. And the border has been one of the issues that has caused this. Elon Musk certainly has continued down his march of being very vocally common sense kind of based on this idea that America is a good country and we should protect America. And there are some basic tenets to do that. And he has said out here recently that it is very obvious that the influx of migrants to this country are purposely being permitted so that Democrats can continue to retain power. It's a pretty bold statement. He's not the first person to say it. I wonder what your thoughts are on that philosophy. Ooh, this is going to make me a conspiracy theorist. Okay. Because if I say that this is all intentional to get more Democratic voters on the voter rolls, uh, that makes me some sort of crazy person. No, it isn't. I mean, this has to be intentional. I mean, when you say surge the border as a candidate, as Joe Biden did in 2019, and then you appoint Kamala friggin' Harris as the borders are, the gal who compared ICE to the KKK, I have a feeling you're not going to solve the problem or you have any interest in solving the problem. So this is what this is all about. They don't care what this is doing to municipal budgets like in New York City where now they're cutting sanitation, education, NYPD budget getting slashed. Why? So legal people in this country, those who are born illegally, uh, legally, I should say, and or, or can here legally, uh, they don't get the protection uh, that they would get otherwise if they were here illegally, where you're getting put up in fancy hotels and three meals a day and travel to wherever you want. And I can go on and on. And you know what? I think the defining moment of this campaign, when we look back on it, was that video that came out of New York last week where you have two New York City police mm-hmm. officers being beaten right in Times Square. I walk through there every day when I go, go to Fox. And the fact that this was so brazenly done and then they're released on bail by Alvin Bragg, you know, the guy who has 34 <laughs> felony counts against Donald Trump. And then they come out of that police station holding up not one but two middle fingers at the American people. I think people saw that and said, enough, enough. We can't keep doing this anymore. I agree with you. That picture is worth a huge political campaign donation to the opposite of whatever it is we're doing now. Uh, Here's some other names that I've seen bubble up. And these aren't raging Trump endorsements. I don't even know if they're 100% voting for Trump. But 50 Cent has come out and, and speaking specifically about the Mayor Adams' $53 million investment in credit cards or debit cards, whatever, they're going to go to migrants to help them with basic goods. He's like, this is ridiculous. And he's looking at Trump as a, an alternative. Snoop Dogg has recently come out and said, Trump's all right with me, which is, oh, that's a start. Michael Rappaport <laughs> has come out and been like, Trump is on the table. And he's the maddest about saying that out loud. And even Bill Maher, we've seen him make some common sense assessments of what's going on, saying this the way we're doing it right now. This isn't it. Trump is a legitimate uh, candidate going into November. Do you think that Donald Trump is effectively broadening his support and his base right now? Yeah, I think. I, I don't know if the numbers are at, you know, 25 percent of the black vote. You know, remember, historically, if any Republican got, got anything above single digits, that that was a small miracle. Right. So but even if he gets 15 percent, it's over. Right. I mean, then you don't win Georgia because you're probably not going to get the Atlanta. Right. And mm-hmm. you don't win Pennsylvania because you're not going to get Philadelphia. I could go through the through the cities. But the, the problem for 
Biden is it's not so much these voters going over to Trump. It's them not showing up and voting for Biden at all. Or they go to a guy like RFK Jr., which I've said from day one, a third party candidacy will absolutely hurt Joe Biden more than it will Donald Trump, because Donald Trump has loyal base core support. Joe Biden doesn't have that, right? And then when blacks start to flee him and Hispanics start to flee him and independent voters are fleeing him, that NBC News poll, Trump's up 20 points among independents. I mean, again, good night. Now, I'm not saying that he wins because I would have predicted that in 2020 at this time because we really weren't talking much about COVID at this point. (laughs) So a thousand things can happen between now and Election Day. But if it were held today, he wins and he wins easily. For sure. Joe Biden being the opponent on the other side. Is there any doubt in your mind that Joe Biden is the guy in November? I just wish there was somebody like a backup. Where's Brock Purdy? Right. I'll I'll throw like it. Where's that great backup? Tom Brady, for that matter. Right. They could just step up and take over for Drew Bledsoe and and then lead the team to a Super Bowl. I don't know who that is. I mean, Gavin Newsom, there's just something very unlikable and very uh, condescending about him. And then once you even remotely start to peel the onion off as far as his record in California, I don't think he could step in and suddenly just energize this party. I, I hear about Michelle Obama, but I've talked to two people privately that are very close to the Obamas. And they said that she absolutely wants no part of this. None. Mm. Very happy in her life. She's not about to step into this. Very happy with her Netflix uh, documentary uh, Emmys and uh, living uh, on a mansion uh, in an estate the size of a you know a small country in Martha's Vineyard. Praying that climate thing change do. thing doesn't actually affect their home. Nope, not at all. Right on the water. Very nice. <laughs> so I don't think she gets in. I don't think Newsom's the answer. The only person I might entertain is Gretchen Whitmer. And you say, I want her. Well, again, we're talking about the uh, skinniest kid at fat camp at this point. Like that's probably the... <laughs> The best option, but <laughs> how they're going to do this? What on the convention floor? Delegates suddenly uh, Biden announces, oh, "I can't run. I got to help." Doesn't Joe problem. Biden have to participate in it though? It can't be done without Thank his you. public blessing, right? Yeah, he, he'll, you ever try to take the uh, keys away from your grandpa when he's trying to drive, and you're like, <laughs> he just hit like three cats over the last week. You're like, wait, grandpa, you can't drive anymore. He's like, no, you're not taking these keys from me. Joe Biden will say, I beat this guy last time. Mm-hmm. I won by 7 million votes, right? I got 81 million, if you want to believe that. And uh, there you go. So uh, why why are you replacing me when I, I've shown I could beat him? So uh, it's a decent argument. <laughs> yeah. so I don't, I don't, I think it's Trump versus Biden. I, we could try to rethink this over and over again, but it's just getting later and later in the game. It is. It's going to be wild, of course, now through November, but we love having your opinion uh, always here on it because it's always fiery and straight to the point. Last question I have to ask you before we let you go. Yes. Chiefs or 49ers? You know, I always have a definitive pick. Uh-huh. But I've had definitive picks over the past two weeks where I definitively picked the Buffalo Bills to beat the Kansas City Chiefs. <laughs> I definitively picked the Baltimore Ravens to beat the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, and Patrick Mahomes keeps proving me wrong. He's starting to have this Michael Jordan aura where he doesn't lose big games, right? I know he lost mm-hmm. the Super Bowl a couple of years ago to Brady. But at this point, I don't know if he loses again in these situations. So... But all things considered, I think the 49ers are the better team, uh, but Mahomes scares the hell out of me. So flip a coin, and I'll say the Niners win 27-24, but I say that with zero Ooh. conviction, Annie. Who do you got? Uh, I, I don't. Chiefs, I guess. We're kind of Chiefs country here. Yeah. Sitting in St. Louis, I'm just like a woman scorned with the NFL. I, I The Rams, we're huge oh. Rams fans, and that whole thing ended very poorly. But You have the Battlehawks. 
Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Amen to that. They draw well yes. there, don't they? The, 40,000? The, the Battle Hawks do get a lot of uh, caca, as we say. Caca is the law here. That You went caca. in a deep cut there. I appreciate that. Uh, last question, Taylor Swift. Do you care? Is she a conservative psyop? Are you angry at her? What's your thoughts? <laughs> Here's my thoughts. Even if she comes out and, and uh, endorses Joe Biden, I think it has almost little to no effect. Because think about who her voters, who, who her main audience is. Who she changed it's, her to mind. Yeah, well, teenage girls who can't vote, okay? Mm-hmm. And then even if it's like young adults, uh, they're, most people that go to Taylor Swift concerts are probably already Democrats. In other words, she's not going to convince any like Trump supporters to come over. And then a lot of her voters, also young adults, think that Joe Biden is a war criminal. So <laughs> yes, if Taylor so says true. vote for him, it's like, well, either you already have them or they don't like Joe. So <laughs> I think she probably... She'll, she may like have like a tacit endorsement, but I can't see her openly like going nuts and like campaigning with him and everything. I, I just think there's oh, nothing but downside if she does that for for herself, her career, or reputation. Yeah. Michael Jordan once said, "Republicans buy sneakers too," and it's true. That is a hundred percent true. Joe Concha, we appreciate you. Thanks for being with us here today. Thanks, Annie. Two Jordan references. I'm Two. on a roll. Yeah, well, well, those are always welcome here as well. Thank-, <laughs> thank-, thank you, Joe. Bye. <laughs> Bye, Joe Concha, Fox News contributor. Uh, did not have the Battle Hawks on my Monday bingo card, but I certainly should have. Shame on me. Uh, for all y'all. Uh, let's take a quick break. Wiggins is out today. He might have got a little what I got, so he's taking a day to uh, have a little bit of a reprieve. So we don't know what we're doing next. Brad, what are we doing next? Do we know? Uh, I don't know if we know yet or not. Let's do something fun. I've got something up my sleeve, and it's not a tissue. Go vote in the YouTube live chat poll. Which issue most greatly affects the outcome of the November 2024 election? The economy, the immigration and the border, abortion, or something else? You go vote. Leave a comment. We'll be right back. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Grow my business. Um, as far as Biden, I haven't seen Biden really care about business like that. And my concern is having my business so that I can build generational wealth so my kids can see and have something for, to, 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 to take upon when I'm not here. You're hearing that, too, that there are some people in your orbit who are either voting for Donald Trump or considering it? For sure. A lot of my friends are obviously my age, so we're a little younger. Mm-hmm. We've only voted once 
you know, for actually for a president. And Trump is kind of all we know. And they're kind of Trump and Biden. They're like, well, we were broke with Biden. We weren't with Trump. And that's kind of the only thing that I'm hearing over and over again, over and over again, is that, well, Trump, we had money. So that is those are some voters that are black voters talking to MSNBC and they're saying that they're on the that Donald Trump is what they know when they think of positive results from an administration, not Joe Biden. It's a very interesting shift that is taking place with, in my mind, I don't know how people are going to vote. And I know that it's February 5th and the election is months and months and months away. But the way some people are willing to openly talk about Donald Trump seems as though it's starting to change. And Brad, when I look at who's willing to openly even say Donald Trump's name out loud compared to the shrieking that you might mm-hmm. hear on a regular mm-hmm. basis from the usual suspects um, on MSNBC or wherever it might be. That I, I'm, I'm watching for those voices to get even louder and angrier because it is clear to me that there are more people who are saying, I got to consider Donald yeah. Trump. Yeah. I mean, you, you're talking about people like you, you pointed out Michael Rappaport, I think, uh, which he made some headlines last night too. killer Mike uh, rapper went on Bill Maher and was like, I don't know that I can back Biden in this sort of economy. And of course he got arrested at the, uh, at the uh, Grammys. Grammys last night, which is wild. But uh, yeah, you see more and more somebody at the Grammys though. That's the story that came out, but I haven't seen anything definitive about what it really is. Um, The other person too, Snoop Dogg. I don't have a problem with Trump. All good there. And this is also the same Snoop Dogg that made a rap video of him shooting Donald Trump and then having a body bag with a with a toe tag that said Trump on it in one of his rap videos. So people are kind of changing. There's a lot of shifting going on. And and as long as people feel the the pressure of the economy when they go to buy groceries and they can't afford it, like that man was saying at the end of that video, you know, we all I know is we're broke under Biden and we weren't under Trump. People are going to start switching. I mean, at the end of the day, it is really the economy and Man, Joe Biden's done a really bad job. Um, 50 Cent. Is it 50? I think it's 50. Is it, I think it's 50 Cent. Yeah. Right? <laughs> That's not the conversation for the subject. <laughs> um, the New York Post wrote about this. I saw this tweet. This is from the New York Post. Rapper 50 Cent is no fan of Mayor Adams' plan. And I don't know if you've heard this plan yet, but... You know, this influx of migrants coming into New York City, they don't know what to do with them. They're cutting budgets. They've slashed budgets. They've slashed the police budget because they got to figure out how to take care of all these people who have just shown up on their doorstep. And they're just aghast at the idea of why are they all coming here? Hmm. 50 Cent is no fan of Mayor Adams' plan to dis- distribute $53 million to city migrants on prepaid credit cards. It's unbelievable. WTF, Mayor Adams, call my phone. (laughs) I don't understand how this works with the little shrug emoji. Like, what? Somebody explain. Uh, Can't explain this. I'm stuck. Maybe all caps Trump is the answer. Now, we have seen many, many times before A-list celebrities at fundraisers, at, you know, when Uh, Barack Obama was the president, White House parties. You've got Beyonce performing, Mm -hmm. Lady Gaga performing, 
um, just these huge, huge stars. I'm starting to wonder what this could look like if these hip-hop artists and rappers end up getting behind Donald Trump because I think they've made rap videos, music videos, with Donald Trump in them uh-huh. when he was a Democrat. Oh, for sure. Will the, I wonder if these people will put their money where their mouth is or their time where their mouth is and show up because they don't have to you don't they don't have to wear a Trump shirt but they could they don't have to wear a MAGA anything but they could um if 50 Cent or if Snoop Dogg if any of these people are so willing to speak on this issue then they have just that's a huge 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 decision you cannot you cannot casually comment on Donald Trump no you cannot casually come out and say something remotely neutral to positive about Donald Trump. If you say something neutral about Donald Trump, that is a positive. Mm-hmm. Because the default, especially with somebody who's in an A-list circle, the default is it's predetermined who you will hate and how much you will hate them. And you will not go against the grain in doing that. I'm, I, are there are there rappers out there right now that are talking about how Joe Nicki Minaj is another one? Yeah, Nicki Minaj has come out and been like, especially regarding what's going on in New York, saying this is not okay. And she 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 prefaces making statements like this on her Twitter lives or whatever by saying like, I don't want to die. <laughs> like she literally says like, I don't have a death wish. But and then she goes on to criticize what the Democrats are doing in control when we're in places where Democrats have always had control. How much could they act actually effectively sway the electorate in a meaningful way this November? And I say this, you know, people are going to that 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 are. You know, the people who have like Joe Biden merch, that's a, uh-huh. that's a particular kind of yeah. person you are yeah. invested. <laughs> yeah. It, the people who are Democrat talking points readers and you do this not I, I believe that a lot of those people do care about their country. They just have a, a very warped view mm-hmm. of it from in comparison to my perspective. And they would likely say the same thing about my perspective compared to, comparatively to theirs. Uh, are there are there Biden people? Are there leftists who are outwardly coming out and supporting Joe Biden? In this same arena, the way we've seen Snoop Dogg come out and vocalize 50 Cent, Big Mike, as you said, whatever, like this is a dramatic shift. Yeah. Well, even if you go back to uh, when The Rock was on on uh, Joe Rogan's podcast, he, you know, Joe Rogan was talking to him. He's like, well, I've got friends that support Trump and I've got friends that support Biden. And uh, Joe Biden or uh, Joe uh, Rogan goes, wait, seriously, you got friends who support Joe Biden? He goes, well, not so much support Joe Biden yeah. as yeah as they support the team, which was a very honest and real moment there. That the the reason people are behind Joe Biden is just because it's not because of anything that's Joe Biden. It's it's really a supporting of the team. And then to your point where you were talking about could somebody sway the public in a meaningful way, a rapper or somebody like that? <coughs> yes, they absolutely could because the amount of people the amount of African American votes that would have to change to Republican is so small 
to actually throw the 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 whole election toward Donald Trump. It's so small that you don't have to influence a ton of people, just a percentage point or two. Which means the Republicans need to show up and listen to these yes. people. It's and they, not just about we can't be like the Democrats and be like, oh, we all we need is 10 percent of the black vote. Barf on that. Go find out what these people care about. Go find out what is plaguing these people's communities and stop thinking that they're a uh, a lost cause yes. to your political end. Start looking at them as a a political end that you could have where you could effectively represent people who do live in your districts and your communities and help them. Help them. Listen to them because the Democrats don't listen to them. No. The Democrats don't hear what they need because it's the same every single election cycle in these impoverished neighborhoods, be it black or white. It's the same every time. And they come knocking. We had people in here from Washington Park in Illinois. And they said they don't even send their actual candidates to the door. They just drop by a flyer that says who we're supposed to vote for. Well, why don't we do that? Why don't we go listen to these people? Why don't we go talk to these people? Listen to what they want to, to actually say. Listen to what they want to have actually be done. And then represent. I mean, that's really what the process is supposed to be to begin with. Everybody needs to stop saying that the status quo is going to be the status quo. Go change it because the it's it's for the taking right now. Pretty big. Steve Moore is going to join us at 115. Excited to talk to him about the economy. Thirty four trillion dollars in debt and Robert Law about the immigration system. We'll be right back. Get more at 971talk.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, You call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. (laughs) 